for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 48 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And you know what? Fuck the details this week. We got two special guests. First and first up on the bat, on the mound. Left drinking. nut. Left nut. Left nut. Left nut. Steve Cobra. That's me. Back at it again. Mm-hmm. And I know we've had some listeners requesting this person. We've been hyping this person up for almost a year now, and we finally made it happen. We've got the Gordon Ramsay of baloney, the maker, the creator of the baloney Big Mac himself, Goose Payne. Hola. What's up, fellas? <laughs> What's up, Goose? Nice is, to have you. How y'all doing? Good. Oh, yeah, man. It's finally nice to be on this podcast. Martin. Uh, for our listeners that don't know, Goose is my brother-in-law. And Goose is a, a guy that likes to have a good old time. Who has been a huge supporter of our podcast. Indeed. From if, its inception. If you heard last week, uh, the whole reason I was hungover and so sick at the beginning of last week was because of this guy right there. Yep, who was no. already well, well into it himself by On the time way. you even got there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I ran into Steve at like... Uh, Four thirty-five o'clock, and I was pretty wasted. Yeah, then. he was already feeling it. He was breaking down the finer points of uh, Yellow Wolf versus Ritz to uh, Berkeley. And, and that was that was like a seriously like thirty-minute conversation. That could be Goose's podcast, the Yellow Wolf versus Ritz Slow American Cast with Goose Payne. I mean, oh it's, man, it's pretty good. All right, so the first thing I would like to do, we've got two extra set of eyes and ears here that were here the night. Of the fabled, fabled whiskey and bologna Big Mac. <laughs> Is there any pieces of information that you can fill in for me? Steve had a good one when we were off mic. Which one was that? It was the real embarrassing one, the shit I was saying about, I found out what I do! Oh, yeah, yeah, you were touting your, your you'd found your niche in life. It was good stuff. 
I don't want to. I don't want to do my impression of you on do the it, podcast. Go ahead. No. I do. I think it's only fair. How many times have you heard me do this poor man's fucking impression? <laughs> Who me? Yeah. No, it's yeah. okay. It, it, it was just. I don't. I don't want to like rub salt in the wound. It's fine. We've all been there. We've all been wasted. We've all been. Man, you can rub salt in the wound. This was great. I had a blast. I was this about to say it was a good time. I don't think yeah. it was anything anybody should yeah. be ashamed. I think of. that if really like most people just need to tune into uh, Rogue One and listen to uh, the voicemail section, uh, which I'm pretty sure that'll oh give you a pretty God, a good idea. Up, which, by the way, I almost came out of Twitter <laughs> retirement just to tell Johnny Grosso he better goddamn run those voicemails on. Well, I heard him being. I heard him being made. You know what's funny is I'm the tech guy. I got sent those three voicemails. <laughs> nice. You better do your job. I know. I'm not looking forward <laughs> to do it. Do it well. I'm not no saying, editing. Oh, oh wow. my god! I am not looking forward to it. I, the next day, I listened to him, and I I don't know when I've been more embarrassed in my life than I was listening to those three voicemails. And they got worse. The first one, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm drunk. Goose is drunk. The second one and the third one are just me. There's no putting it off on Goose. It's just me babbling <laughs> yeah, into call, a phone. You called back. Oh, three times. Three times. Three times I called yeah. that poor guy. And uh, you want to know something? At one point, I go off on a tangent about Punch Out, the NES game. Oh, yeah. Because we had been talking about it earlier in the night because they had just discovered that new little code. Not even a code, just like a strategy. Yeah, strategy. Oh, uh, with the guy winking in the back yeah, or something? Uh-huh. Like, what was that? Uh, there's uh, a guy with a beard that ducks yeah, down. Yeah. And right yeah. as he ducks down, you punch on Piston Honda the second time. And Bald Bull. And yeah. Bald Bull. Two of the tougher ones. Yeah. 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 So. I love that game so much. Such a huge part of my childhood. <laughs> oh, me too. Apparently, and that stuck in my craw enough for w- through the layers of booze and baloney Big Mac for me to be on the phone being uh, using uh, fucking punch-out analogies. I don't know, man. I think I got abducted. And aliens implanted memories into my head i really really by the way last week loved your your blackout comparison <laughs> oh yeah the, there's the, the, there's the one that's like a flip and book the, and there's the alien abduction I've had, I've had the alien abduction one before <laughs> like where where uh uh my girlfriend will just be like god i can't believe we had taco bell last night and i'm like we had taco bell <laughs> no we didn't what and she'll just pull the receipt she'll be like no look look at my phone i have taken a picture of you holding the receipt <laughs> smiling <laughs> literally doing uh, that yeah and then that was, uh, i had the flip book one last last weekend i had the flip book one I'm surprised and, uh, that was it because he started pretty, early. Yeah, he was marathon. Well, you sprint, I would you say marathon. I would say that I started the flip book uh, like blackout around Steve's apartment, and that was like like I said, <laughs> maybe at the latest six o'clock in the it's afternoon, like five o'clock. And I was yeah. going at like what time was it? It was like five five thirty something like that. But yeah, well, I was, was giving was myself early. six. Give myself. Give me six. Sure. Give me at least six because that makes Fine. me Fair feel enough. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and. And then it ended around. I don't know. I don't know what time I got to Will's house. It had to have been around I three left, o'clock in the morning. I left. Yeah, it was Marty's at three, 3 a.m. I think you guys maybe had left. Oh yeah, it was a good early. night for me. I'm not gonna lie. I had a big and rich time that night. It was pretty good. <laughs> Martin, I'll tell you what. I have been doing some whiskey and some Big Mac, bologna Big Mac. Uh, I, bar- right. I barely remember. I was talking to Berkeley. Uh, I barely remember the bologna Big Mac. I remember them coming out, and I remember them. Um, I mean, they were like sliding apart because they were just like so fresh, and I was trying to eat. I wish they had cheese paper. I wish I had they had, those had cheese on it because I'd ate the cheese paper. I'd probably ate the basket. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you being real disappointed in their selection of hot sauces. 
Oh man, I, I know. I told him that was that's the that's the whole thing of the uh, the baloney Big Mac. You gotta have the Louisiana on the uh, on the potato chips. They had everything, but they had like some fucking uh, Mexican hot sauce. I'm, I don't want Cholula. El, no, El, they El, had Col- the Valentina. They had the Valentina, Valentina which is which I really that. like the Valentina. Valentina I was really trying to good. tell him it wasn't bad. It's good, but it's but no hey, look, the man Louisiana. has a vision. He has a vision. He's a vision. If you look He's right a visionary. You, yeah. If you look right behind <laughs> you on that shelf, the two hot sauces that I brought to make quesadillas tonight yeah. are Louisiana uh-huh. and the Chipotle Tabasco. Woo. That's what. That's the best. That's my two favorites. That's I know my that. Favorites. Like, I know that's, that because that's, that's my two favorites. All right. All right. Let I'll make some Texas Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm here to preach the gospel of Frank's Red Hot. Yeah. That's my jam. Yeah, oh, that's some good stuff. I like right. Red Hot. That's too. That's too thick for me. It's like, like, it's like sauce. Good taste. Good taste. It's good on pizza. Yeah. It's good on pizza. Oh, it's good on pizza. It's good on tacos. It's good on breakfast cereal. Give me heartburn. <laughs> <just> breakfast <laughs> cereal. Pop tarts. Pop tarts. <laughs> Fresh pop tarts. <laughs> right out the toast. You know how some people put butter on the back of their pop tart? No, Not me. Frank's Frank Red, Red Hot. Red Hot son. Frank Red Hot. <laughs> I get those fried chicken pop tarts. <laughs> Ooh, make them buffalo chicken oh, pop tarts. That's a good idea. Fried chicken pop tarts. No, no, no. Uh, brown <laughs> pop tarts. Brown sugar cinnamon pop tart sandwich with a fried piece of chicken in the middle and some honey. Like that would be good. Whoa, y'all are getting. You wild can clearly tell that today is four twenty with that kind of idea right there. <laughs> wow. What does All that right. mean? I don't know. What? Just kidding. All right. <laughs> hey, did you <laughs> see where that professor, what? like the dude, wrote into his professor? No, what? He oh, he's gonna he, break some he breaking to news to us. There was, I don't know. There's some guy that wrote into face or wrote into his professor. I think I saw it on Facebook. He wrote into his professor. He said, uh, "Hey, man, I got a doctor's appointment uh, on 4:20. I'm not gonna be at class." And he said, and he kept on explaining. He said, "I know what it sounds like. You know, 4:20 is a day that most students miss, but I'm really not missing it from that. I'll bring a doctor's note." The professor wrote back. He said, uh, "What's so big about 4:20?" And the student told him, hey, you know, that's where everybody gets together and, uh, you know, smokes weed. And the professor sent back, huh. He, he, he just wrote, huh, did not know that. Huh. Man, this is 2016. If you don't know what that is, uh, you've been under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was waiting for a hardcore punchline on that, and the yeah. punchline was, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Huh. <laughs> All right. Oh. Let me let me tighten it up. We've been a little loose. There's a way we break in new guests, and we got to do it to Goose. Oh, yes. You ready? What are your yeah. first memories of Star Wars? First memories of Star Wars, uh, man, I was living in a little apartment with my mom, and uh, that's about all we did. We, I mean, she's like a – she's a Trekkie. Uh, yay for Trekkie people. Uh, but – she she always liked the the sci-fi movies and I I grew up watching Willow. Yes. Willow. Love that movie. Um love Willow and and Star Wars and my mom, you know, she liked the the OG Star Wars trilogy for sure. So, I mean, I grew up watching it. I always have watched it all my life. I'm not like super in tune with it like uh two of the other podcasters on here. <laughs> but uh well, do you but have I like mean, a, what's your favorite movie of the trilogy original original trilogy? All the all six. What's okay, your favorite? Sure, of all six, yeah. Seven. Out of all seven. All seven. Uh, I gotta get used oh, to that. Man, y'all Fuck. gotta I know we all gotta get used to that. Everybody's doing it. Johnny did it, you did it, everybody's doing it. Uh I would probably say Empire or Return of the Jedi. I mean 
That man. That's, that's, that's classic. Well, classic. I can, I can agree with at well, least fifty I mean, percent of your of that. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's what I grew up with. I mean, I would understand why newer people would like you know the newer stuff, like what y'all said all along. Uh, but older guys like the older stuff. I mean, that's what that's who we are. Yeah, that's we're what the, we grew up with. The original yeah. three. Mm-hmm. All right, and we used to ask people what they wanted or were expecting after uh, about episode seven. Yeah. What did you think of episode seven? Uh, actually, a matter of fact, I just got done watching episode seven. Oh, this uh, man did I his got, homework. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of fell asleep too, but I mean, I, you know. I have seen it. Uh, I, I bought it today. I got let go of work early, so I can come in tonight, and I watched episode seven. And it's everything that I guess everybody's been wanting for in a Star Wars movie uh, for the past several years, uh, especially me. I mean, everything, I like it the way it is. I wouldn't change anything. I don't know what people would want to change, but I wouldn't change anything. I think it was a fantastic movie. Who is your favorite character in Star Wars? Um, My boy, Vader, all day. <laughs> all day, every day. This man loves some Vader. He used to yeah. have a Tahoe. That he tricked out. The Tahoe was legendary, and he ha- he made sure to let me know there was a Vader presence in the hot the Tahoe. There was a Vader yeah, bobblehead. Yeah, Vader bobblehead, and it held up my USB port from my CD player. That's awesome. All right, one last. Well, no, two more also questions. Murdered out. Since you sort of grew up with the original trilogy, what did you think about the prequels? Um. I thought they were necessary, 100% necessary. One through three were 100% necessary uh, in the development of characters, development of story. You know, of course, you know, you know, Uncle Lucas himself, he had a lot of, or Uncle George, as y'all put it, whatever y'all call him. But <laughs> George Lucas had a bunch of, you know, a bunch of ideas when they he made all six of them to begin with, and he made the the last four. Or the excuse me, the four, five, and six first instead of doing one, two, and three, and I believe, I believe that's what he, you know, wanted to do in the beginning. I just wish it was all he all did them all right then. Oh, you the wish he did them in, in in order? Yeah, I got you. Well, I wish he'd done them in order, but I wish he would have done them back in the day, like uh, like the original. I, I really liked the way that they were made. Like for I me, know. they're going to withstand the test of time i know what you're saying i don't know if he had them i i would bet that the inspiration for the first three came after writing this the original trilogy though right well like yeah the, i think he had pieces yeah and he always bit, tried to play it like no i've got this whole story because you can always you, you know always go if you have a movie you could always do like before mm-hmm. you know you could always go before the time period. I you think know, he had, you know, Anakin. He, I think he had the concept of the fallen father. Right. I don't even know if he had a name sure. or something. But, well, the, you know, yeah. there's there weird was at least little that bits. much history. Oh, and, I'm sure there's there's and yeah. early scripts for all three of the original trilogies. There's weird little bits like the character name Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. The concept of midi chlorians mm-hmm. actually showed up in one of the early drafts of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So he had these little bits in place. Clearly, I don't think he started putting them all together mm-hmm. until you know the mid 90s when he started writing the phantom menace Mm -hmm. i was thinking something the other day uh i started a a star wars marathon yesterday will actually came over to hang out with me right around the time i was wrapping up revenge of the sith i showed up at the perfect time right before anakin's fall 
Right as Anakin is telling Mace Windu that. I had so much work to do at home yesterday that I watched four Star Wars movies without a break in between. Like, just go, 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 go. Right. And I was thinking, can you imagine? This is just a hypothetical. Imagine you took The Phantom Menace and time traveled back to 1977 when the original Star Wars movie came out and showed that. That with that version, with that CGI and shit, you would have blown. There would have been anarchy in the USA. People would have thought there were real creatures that looked like Jar Jar somewhere. Like it would have blown minds. But you get twenty years later, twenty two years later, and the fucking public is like, "Oh, this is dumb." It's because they're cynical internet kids already at ninety nine. Now it's even worse. <laughs> yep. It's not going to get any better either. All right, Goose. We got one last question before we uh, finish up your introduction. What do you want to see uh, in episode eight? Uh, wow, that's a that's a good question. I was actually thinking about that today because in hopes of uh, my questions, I might get on the podcast. What I would like to see in episode eight is uh, more story of the relationship between Darth Vader and Kylo. Uh, we've seen, we've seen him like meditating to him, you know, asking him questions and stuff. I believe there's going to be more to that than just his bucket of ashes and his, his burn up skull, uh, burn up helmet. Right. There, ha- there has to be. And Kylo um, Ren even hinted to the fact that he had appeared to him once before or something or something along. Yeah. That, yeah, that that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm leaning towards. Uh, I just want something like that to, to come up. Uh, if he's going to, if he's going to turn to the light side or stay or stay dark, he needs to, it needs to, I think unfold in the next one so they can make sure to progress with him being either dark as he can get, or like, uh, I don't think he's, he's going to be, be able to be redeemed like, uh, his father or his grandfather was in the, in the third one. He's going to have to either do it now or forever hold his peace and die dark side. I think you're right. I agree with you. So what you want to see in episode eight is more exploration of the dark side with Kylo and Snoke and sort of Kylo's relationship and uh, being Darth Vader's grandson is what you want to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, I mean the dark side. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a dark side. I'm a, I'm a Sith. I'm, I'm Sidious Goose. But whatever. I'm a, I'm a Sidious Pain. You understand? Darth Goose. Darth <laughs> Goose. We got the name for the fucking episode already. Darth Goose. <laughs> definitely. All right. So we got that out of the way. Now we got to get Steve's stuff out of the way because Steve is not just here to shoot this shit with his three boys. He's here for a very fucking special purpose. This is a jam-packed episode. Why don't you clue our listeners in, Steve, while you're here this week? Besides just hanging out, drinking some beers, and getting up to sh- some shenanigans. That's right. So I just want to hang out with y'all, but my band who does the theme music for your sweet podcast has And been- thank you guys so much. Award nominated, nominated theme nominated. music. That's right. That's right. Thanks to everybody who voted. By the way, we That's still awesome. haven't gotten the ro- r- results for that. So who knows? Maybe we won. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's a it's a cool little thing to be able to say. Honestly, like we're, yeah. we're all really excited about it, and uh, we uh, have a new record coming out uh, April thirtieth called Armed and Hammered. You've talked about it on the podcast, indeed, and uh, we're excited about that. 
It'll be available at uh, Bandcamp.com. I actually think this one will be on Spotify and Apple Music. Oh, stuff, so really? You be able to stream it. Well, you, what you got to do before it comes out is let me know all the details. Yeah. Where I can uh, clue our listeners in where to find it. Yeah, definitely. We've had a couple people take us up on the offer to buy the album. Yeah. Our buddy Chris mm-hmm. and uh, Vader Thank Nick. You. Thank you. Maybe some other people. Those are the only two that have let me. All this hype I do, and two people are like, I'll buy that. That's why we don't get ads <laughs> on this it. podcast. <laughs> they fucking torrented it. You got goose pirated yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I pirated it. So, I know everybody in the band, but I still steal the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> All right. So we're looking at five songs. Yes, five songs. EP. It's an EP. It's, it's, we spent a lot of time on it, though. Um, you know... We've decided to try this year to go uh, release two separate EPs. We'll see if we do it. We get ambitious with stuff, but we have some skeletons to other songs. Right. It'll be interesting. This this one we just recorded were four songs that we're really familiar with. Played them on the road a ton of times. So when we hit the studio, we can just get right to it. But it still takes a while because right. we want to add new ideas and other things. But we're planning to go back in there with much less of an idea of what to do the next time. I remember a couple of times when I came to watch you guys in studio and every time everybody in the band's like, are you sure you want to do this? It's going to be really boring. I find the whole process fascinating. I could sit there and watch you guys dick around just out of pure fascination of the technology behind recording an album and what you guys come up with on the spot, see what makes it and doesn't make it to the final cut. Mm-hmm really fascinating yeah stuff. there's so much that goes into it Dude, like we question every little thing uh i mean we're really ocd about a lot of things and we spend a lot of time on it honestly like it, it may sound like a big sonic mess but i swear there's lots of thought that went into it and a lot of layers and things like that and i hope everybody checks it out so it. uh in celebration of the new album we're gonna debut one of your guys' songs it won't be this week because it's not all finished and fancied up and everything, right? right? Still going final mixes. So maybe next week or the week yeah, after. Sure. after awesome. Whichever song you guys want, we'll take a, a mid-show break. Whole song, really pimp the album. Cool. Try to get you guys some downloads. Yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll send, it to, uh, send it over soon. Yeah, just let me know whichever one I want. So uh, in the meantime, if they uh, want to check you guys out, stonedcobra.com yep the website that hasn't been updated in a while which uh, but it's a badass looking cool, site cool site but i think we're gonna update it soon and uh we do it all ourselves like we're not uh we don't have a web company or a guy who does our websites so um we just do it all ourselves so it gets updated about once every now and again we all have hardcore jobs and stuff. right Right, you guys aren't fucking Metallica. Guns right. and Roses reuniting with Slash playing Coachella. Exactly. You're normal yeah. dudes just dudes, playing it for yeah. the love of it. For the love of the game, son. So you guys have that to look forward to. Armed and Hammered, available. It's going to be available April 30th for April download 30th and, is, yes. and streaming and all that fancy shit. Yep. <clears throat> well, now that that's out of the way, you guys want to get into some Star Wars news? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. We got two pieces this week. <clears throat> and one of them I think uh, will be good to get you guys' um, input on. So last week at the Tribeca Film Festival, J.J. Uh, Abrams was doing sort of a Q&A type thing. And in one of the questions, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here, 
that Ray Ray's parents don't appear in episode seven. So there goes theories galore. Han, Luke, wow, as her parents, those all go out the door. Okay. Well, immediately after the Q and A, he got stopped by Anthony Bresnikin, which is like Entertainment Weekly's Star Wars guy. He's who covers the Star Wars beat, for lack of a better term. And he told Anthony Bresnikin that he kind of misspoke. What he really meant was... Sounds like someone's being murdered. There's Mortal Kombat going on. Do you hear our dogs freaking out, Goose? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Boston. That's what a Boston sounds like. Oh, you don't know? I see that Boston sitting right next to you. What's up, Rams? Rams? There's two of them. Oh, I see you. There's Zoe. Buster. Um, but he said that he he misspoke, and what he really meant was that episode seven builds the mystery of whose Ray Ray's parents are, and she just doesn't discover the answer to that question. Okay. Now this has caused a major rift in the Star Wars fan community. You have some people saying, "Oh, JJ fucked up, and he accidentally gave something away," or you have people saying, "No, he just misspoke." And her parents could be in episode seven. She just hasn't figured it out yet. So, in the interest of discussing this, and I know this is a subject that has been covered countless times over since the movie came out. What do you guys think? Do you think J.J. Abrams fucked up? Or do you think he was being honest when he told Entertainment Weekly, no, I, I, I misspoke. Her parent, She just doesn't discover who her parents are in episode seven. I really think that he just backpedaled. You know, he misspoke. Like he said, I believe in I'm believing what he's telling me. <laughs> but I believe it it was purpose you know, purposeful bait and switch, like you think. My opinion is I think with a guy like JJ Abrams who plays this whole mystery box fucking you know, cryptic yeah. answers hints here and there type thing. I don't think he does a rookie mistake of giving away that answer. You know, I think, I think he was telling the truth when he told EW. That's not what I meant. But that is also, I also try to fucking put myself in the place of not subscribing to any one theory too hardcore because I don't want to be disappointed whenever whatever answer comes out. But, I gotta be honest when I say I really want her to be Luke's daughter. I'm just yeah. being honest with you guys here. That's the theory I like best. Uh, and I don't want to get too invested in that because if it turns out not to be the case, I don't want to be well, like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, I think any all the theories are just as viable at this point. Th- th- that's my point, and I, I actually sort of mentioned this on Rogue One last week, was that we don't have enough pieces of the puzzle I think, to put together any substantial theory. You know, there's people that want to say maybe she's related to um, the character from Rogue One, the main character, which I guess they could go that way, but to me that just seems like pointless at a point. What about you, Goose? What do you think? I I think uh, Luke Skywalker got a hold of uh, the, the lead chick from Rogue One, knocked her up, and he ran off. Oh, so you think that could be her mom? But uh, man, I, 
But, I don't know. I, I, that's a good. That's a good theory, though. I've I've heard that. My man putting on socks and shit and breaking it down for us. Oh yeah. So you think it's possible yeah. that Jen from Rogue One and Luke met up sometime after Return of the Jedi, fucking bumped uglies and made Ray, and then Luke was like, "Peace out. I'm gonna go chill out on an island." Uh yeah. I mean, you heard you heard it here first, folks. Goose. That would be a that was good, be a good uh good good way to write it. I would write it like that. It'd be way more graphic than if you wrote it. Yeah, it have a couple more X's in it. <laughs> There'd be some fucking. It would have to be uh, shown on red tube only. Fucking Pornhub no, stars stars. I go come on right after Spartacus. <laughs> My man loves some fucking Spartacus, y'all. You got you guys listening. If you're Spartacus fans, this is my dude for you right here. Goose loves oh, yeah. some Spartacus. You know, Goose and I made a deal. I would watch all of Spartacus if he would watch Breaking Bad. Guess who watched all of Spartacus? Both of you? No, well, both of us, <laughs> but me. Guess who? Guess who has not watched Breaking Bad yet? No. Hold up, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I have watched all of Breaking Bad because there's like 475 episodes. No, that's not true. That is there's, not a lot of. There's not a lot of episodes. The first two seasons are only like six episodes, anyway. I think and uh, the. Then there's only what, like four, really? More? Three or four? Uh, there's five seasons total, I think. Yeah, but five was like split into two. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes for sure there it's is. It's not as much as, as it is like like Lost has way more oh, episodes. Yeah, Lost or Buffy well, or I watched Lost. I watched every episode of yeah. Lost a couple times. Breaking yeah. Bad is good. Some good T V. <laughs> I, I know and I keep I keep too. hearing a bunch of stuff about it and but I can't really say anything I, I because I, I did the same thing. Somebody told me to watch, uh, they would watch Breaking Bad if I watched Battlestar Galactica, and I still haven't watched that shit. Skirt! <laughs> 62 well, episodes I mean, of Breaking Bad. 62. Teresa, I'm going to do it, I swear. Ms. Bone. Skirt! Skirt! <laughs> Steve, have you watched Spartacus? Nope. I watch Game of Thrones, man. I don't have oh, well, it's way I better time Game for of it. Oh, get out of here with that Goose, nonsense! I liked Spartacus. I I got into it. You know, I'd be calling you like, "What? This shit just happened." It's just way more shirtless. It. Dude. It's yeah, not it's as good as as Game of Thrones. I'm this, I'm your boy. I'm being honest. Game well, of yeah, Thrones I mean, is HBO like has a, more money. A, a Game of Thrones is like an A plus. Spartacus is like an A minus. <laughs> you know? What no, I'm it's an A. It's a it's a, a straight A. Mm. I mean, that's fair enough. But but if the, I mean, Game straight of Thrones a. is an A plus plus. Sorry. Fair enough. Uh-oh. <laughs> Goose is getting heated. He's about to take his shirt off. <laughs> it's a street fighting man. But yeah, right. no. No, I don't, I don't take my shirt off. <laughs> Not anymore. I got tiny nipples. <laughs> I got tiny nipples. <laughs> All right. Last piece of uh, Star Wars news for this week. Um, the royal family visited the set of Episode Eight this week. Prince Harry Whoa. and William? Is that his yeah. name? William and Harry. And uh, there was a lot of promotional pictures that came out, you know, them hyping up the fact that the two royal kids showed up and, and visited the set. In the process, we got a little information about Episode 8. The main thing being the return of the A-Wing. The A-Starfighter. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was a picture in particular of Harry. Is it Harry sitting mm-hmm. in the cockpit while mark hamill hung out and was like 
Oh yeah, this is an A-wing. Is it Harry or is it Airy? Airy. Airy. It's one hundred percent Airy. Harry, I like Harry. Harry's the one that's cool to hang out with. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? He's yeah. the one that yes, like Harry got... would be. He would be out there, and he would have the flip book flash or the. <laughs> <laughs> he might get abducted by aliens and never be the seen again. He's the one that fucking likes to party. You remember right. when the Smoke pictures leaked of him and his dick in a, in a hotel room in like Vegas or something? He's high yeah, as with fuck right now. With whatever, a bunch of strippers, with a bunch of strippers, he's yeah. fucking royalty. He's got those anti hangover pills that just like. Oh yeah, he, yeah. he goes to. MI6 and they give him some special shit a pill right. to take where like he gets kind of drunk but not fucking halls throwing up but baloney Big Mac in yeah. the yard drunk. They get Daniel Craig to give him a back massage. <laughs> oh yeah. In the nude. <laughs> Pass Prince, him a Heineken. Prince Harry if you are listening oh, please if, make me a knight. Oh motherfucker knight. if Prince Harry is listening right now we need one two three four four Sir first Payne, class tickets. Sir Payne would be so ballin' to the UK, and we all want to be knighted. Every single one of us. <laughs> I get knighted first. I came up with this idea. Oh no, for sure. It. You go first. You I'll not, go last. I don't care. Me, you knight me, and I'll ride or die for the queen. Like hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'll I be. mean, I'm I'm for the queen anyway. I like <laughs> queens and kings. I'm I'm way back in them days. I'll be I'll be. They'll be like that fucking uh, the song the trooper from Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. Basketball, get you through. <laughs> That'll be my fucking night jam. And you uh, thank I you. I will get you a stripper. Oh, Goose has got Goose has got contacts <laughs> with strippers. Harry, are you listening? They may be toothless strippers that strip in between Maybe. Columbus and West Point, Mississippi. <laughs> he lives but, in West Mississippi. But you know what? Maybe you've never had that, Harry. Maybe we're going to open your horizons yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You know, Goose actually. Uh, if we did actually meet Prince Harry, I think Goose would be an excellent, like, kind of medium between the groups because he does an excellent has an excellent oh. British accent. Goose does. He's debuted for us <laughs> one night on uh, Xbox Live <laughs> during a, a Great Division playthrough. Goose? Um, Goose, do you I don't care even to... know if that... I don't even, uh, what was that? That's not even British. That was... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but you said it was British. Yeah, Goose, that's come like, on. Do it for that's us. Like, that's like uh, Drunken Adele. <laughs> like the English. Come on, anyway, bruv. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> the mainstay of Goose's British accent is just saying "bruv, bruv, bruv." <laughs> but his, and I play, I play, I play games with people like from over there, and I don't know how they the talk pond. like that. I can't talk like that. I just well, that's I, can't, how I like rap. Talking. I can't rap. I, I like country. I can't sing. I mean, I can get closer to singing country than I can anything. I like rock and roll. I mean, that's way out of my league. I can't sing. Talk talk fast enough to rap. Come on, Goose, give and us a little Godsmack. No, he doesn't. Negative. <laughs> that's that's do not going to happen. <laughs> I just, yeah, Goose is awesome. I'm All so right. glad he's on the podcast. Me too, Finally. man. Um, and, and the rest of the pictures, there was some stuff to see, some things to see. I didn't see anything that jumped out to, at me. Oh, hold on. Sorry, not to interrupt you. But I had a mouthful of delicious Avondale Battlefield IPA earlier, and I wasn't able to properly shit my pants over the A-Wing. The A-Wing is back? That's what it looks like. Hell Look, yes. maybe it's just a, um, a starship that has the same cockpit design yes. and shit, but I don't believe so. I think we're going to see... You know how the X-Wings and the Force Awakens were a little different than the classic X-Wings? They're sort of the next iteration. 
I have a feeling we're going to see sort of an upgraded A-wing yeah. in this. And I, I'm fucking stoked. You're an A-wing fan, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Who's not? I played Star Wars Battlefront. and that If that doesn't make you an A-wing fan, I don't know what will. Uh, I'll tell you what will. The game X-wing. Does that, that, to me, like in, in Star Wars Battlefront, it's fun. It's awesome. But it like, is. They both kind of handle a little bit similar. the same. Similar. Yeah, super similar. You play that game X-wing, Ooh. there's a it's huge difference between an X-wing an A-Wing and a Y-Wing, like, night and day. Because as far as I know, in, like, the time of Return of the Jedi, the A-Wing is the most advanced mm-hmm. starfighter, more advanced than the X-Wing. Uh, yeah, it's like the iPhone, like, or whatever. Like, it's it's it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a compact, like, look at the, the dinosaur giant X-Wing and Y-Wing. Look, it's a small, compact ship that can accomplish Fast, everything they can quick. faster. You know what's something? Did you mention that? And that's what I always grew up thinking, was that... The A-Wing, the reason it only shows up in Return of the Jedi is because it's the newest jam. It's the new muscle car. It's the German engineering. <laughs> right. Of, it's of the Volvo. Space. It's the Jetta. The yeah, Jetta. Yeah, something like that. Oh, it's very German. That is... Yeah. Goose, what do you... Man, Mercedes-Benz is German. Let's go with something a little bit yeah, better but than I mean, like, <laughs> But Mercedes doesn't really do co- compact cars. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Man, they do the compensator, dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You just you Goose just broke to get Goose specs. Goose knows cars. Yep. He knows guns. BMW. He knows fucking Xbox. Yep. And he knows cars and guns. Did I say those already? <laughs> you may as well repeat them. <laughs> but um, in Rebels, the animated show mm-hmm. that takes place before A New Hope, they introduce the A Wing, and that kind of fucking dug at me a little bit because I grew up all this time thinking, oh, that the A Wing isn't supposed to come around until around Return of the Jedi because. Right. Like, why wouldn't they have A-Wings at the Battle of the Death Star if they had if they were around? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There. Maybe they just didn't show it on camera. Maybe they were on the other side of the Death Star whipping ass. Yeah, fucking scooting around real fast. They destroyed all their targets way quick and just went home. scooted on home. We don't have proton particles. Yeah. <laughs> they had to go catch a concert. Fucking something on Yavin. I was trying to think, who would play on Yavin? Fucking... Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I'm drunk. You guys want to help us uh, do some emails, Goose and Steve? We yeah, got a couple yeah. of emails from course, listeners. Bring it on. My buddy right. Will here is going to handle those. Quick draw McGraw. First up, we got our good buddy Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe, just wanted to let you know, buddy, I enjoy your emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Joe, that ain't no lie. Before we started recording, Steve said, Hey, who we got emails from? And I was like, Joe and Evan. And he goes, that's good ones. I like Joe. Joe is a good fan like you guys. That's what he said. Evan is too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Here we go, Joe. Will and Hawes, what is happening? Before I get my main question, uh, before I get to my main question, I wanted to defend Kiati Mundi. Another listener took exception to my choice of the Jedi for getting more backstory. This actually made me think back to why the character fascinates me. The Jedi won me over because the uh, because of those Clone Wars episodes that aired on Cartoon Network that is no longer considered canon. He took on General Grievous and survived long enough before the clone troopers rescued him. Additionally, any character that inspires Johnny Grasso to sing about why his head looks like a dick deserves some background. I can agree with that. On to my main topic. Now that we've had months of The Force Awakens in theaters and a few weeks on Blu-ray, I'm curious if there's anything that stands out more than more with multiple viewings. 
I always loved Ray's expression when Finn mentioned the map to Luke Skywalker. There's so much wonder in her voice and expression. But the detail I've picked up on more is how aggressive her posture is after she slashes Kylo Ren. She looks like an animal circling her prey in a way I didn't notice in the theaters. It's interesting to note that in the novelization, Snoke speaks to her through the Force and tells her to kill him. It's safe to infer that she's channeling the dark side in those last few moments. Anyways, keep up the great work, Joe. You got a good point there, Joe. That's a good email. So, I'm going to address the end of his email first about her channeling the dark side. And I'm not disagreeing. I think he's right. I think... Yeah, I want to chime in on that, too. Okay. We'll, We'll definitely let you do that. I think he's right... And it's it's a precedent that has been set in Star Wars movies before. After Qui-Gon gets killed by Darth Maul and uh, Obi-Wan gets a chance to take a swipe at him, he's angry. There's Pretty anger. obviously. Very angry. So I think, you know, even the most stalwart, best Jedi has their moments of temptation where they fall. You know, that's what all that training is for, is right. to prepare yourself to resist that temptation and, and not someone, yield to it. someone who's untrained, who's raw... Would instantly. I would, mean, of course, give into that. She just saw this motherfucker kill the only father figure she's ever had, Han Solo, and gravely injured uh, her best friend, uh, her new best friend, Finn. So I think he's dead on right. I think she does type, tap into the dark side a little bit there. What do you think, Goose? You said you wanted to chime in on this. Yeah, uh, like I said, I just got done watching that, and it was literally 20 minutes before uh, you called me to set up this. Uh, I was watching that, and, you know, Kylo, when they clashed uh, lightsabers, he had her pushed off on the edge, and he said, you know, I, I can teach you the Force. And she quietly said, the Force. And then she kind of, like, meditated for a second. She cleared her mind. Uh to, well, to clear her mind or to listen, you know, I mean, you still got the you still got the ghost out there uh, that can talk to him, I guess. Uh, un, you know, they don't say it in the movies or whatever, but I still think they would talk to him or something in some way. Especially a new, a new force user. That, I mean, she used the force for maybe like a, what a couple of hours right there, right towards the end of the movie. So uh, somebody had to been talking to her, but. Uh, Joe was right in his email. Like when when she's when she came back to and she opened her eyes, it was I mean it was game over. She had she had uh, uh, vengeance. She had everything that the light side did not uh, did not want her to have. Did not need her to have. Uh, she was she was strong. You know she was uh, vengeful. Uh, and he, he was right. She, he was walking around like a predator. Oh, around yeah. him because I mean she I mean she was stalking him pretty good right there at the end. Um, I I think it's interesting that, that you bring up the fact that she closes her eyes and says the force. A lot of people don't catch. I've found that that exactly echoes what Maz Kanata says to her. She says, yes. just close your eyes and feel it. You'll feel it all around you." So she's listening to what Maz Kanata said in that brief second of dialogue. Maz Kanata gave her the information she needed. To channel the force enough to take on Kylo. I, I still, you know, I know it's a vengeance, you know, I, th- I just feel like it's a fresh and raw connection to the force. I know it, it, it does seem very dark side, but it, I feel like it's also, it's the light. It's, it's the surgent of the new hope and the light balancing the scale. Like you have to with power. It takes calmness, but she doesn't know that yet. Her fury hasn't oh, yeah. calmed. Like, I, I think that's what's going to be 
the, the focus of the next episode is her honing her honing and training and becoming more light side you know what i mean that's going to be oh yeah an essential part to her training you know what i mean um and, and for me to just really quickly address the beginning part of that is that kiati mundi i think is a cool character i mean i would love to see more background story on that um, i will say since i watched the prequel trilogy yesterday i know what a lot of people saying and he is a dismissive dick hey there's my sister amanda what's hey, up amanda, amanda? What's up, hey yo what, what? hey <laughs> goose give amanda the headset let's get amanda on the podcast real quick uh, she said, "Come on, no. Amanda! She come on!" No. In her, in like, fairness, nope, she is uh-huh. getting mauled by a bunch of dogs right yeah, now. Yeah, she's got. Yeah, she just got home from work. <laughs> Dang, that's cold, Amanda. That's fucked up. Come on, what's up? What's up, my sister? She's like, I'm just not gonna Man, talk. She's just not gonna talk. That's fucked up. That's real fucked up, Amanda. You're my flesh and blood. You're supposed to support me in all I do. She's talking. She's talking. She must, she's talking. She must be mooted. Goose, yeah. Goose broke it. We can't hear. Hey. He had me muted. Oh, there uh, we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> What's up? For the first time What's ever, up? my sister, Amanda Burkhardt, on the podcast. Burkhardt Payne. Burkhardt Payne. Yeah. Shit. I'll be fucking that up. <laughs> hey. What do you think of Star Wars? Uh, It's awesome. Oops. She's just saying that. This is the correct answer, but she's just saying that to be nice. She knows she had to watch too much goddamn Star Wars growing up. How many times have you seen Episode Seven, Amanda? I have no idea. At least once, right? Amanda, you're the younger sister, right? I'm the only sister. The young, but the young, yes, younger than you. So your older brother probably just all the time Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, just. She probably just wanted to nothing to do with that when she hit a teenage. Oh no, years. No, for sure. Her and her friends back in high school used to be making fun of me. That motherfucker. He what? always talking about Star Wars. He's never did getting not laid. Make fun of me. He's never getting laid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, hey, uh, what do you want to see in Star Wars movies coming? Who's your favorite Star Wars character? I don't even know this. Oh man, I don't know. You better edit this out. I don't know. Oh come on, you know. <laughs> no way. I really don't know. Have you seen the new one? I just got off work. My brain is fried. I do not know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Where do you work, Amanda? At the hospital. Saving At the lives. Hospital. Saving lives and cashing checks. Literally. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for talking to us for a little bit. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> she sounds super excited. Yep. Uh, y'all, I'm so tired. No, all right. um, well, you got to come on sometime when you're not so tired then. Yeah. Maybe when I have some drinks in me or something. <laughs> yeah, you got to loosen up a little bit. Well, give the mic yeah. back to your boy, Goose. Thanks for coming on. So, that was my sister. That was unexpected. But very, very awesome. All right. So, uh, to the second point of uh, Joe's email, has there been anything in the subsequent viewings that you've noticed that you've liked, that you sort of picked up after the fact? His, uh, his point about uh, Ray seeing so uh, bewildered and in wonderment over Luke Skywalker's name, to this day, gets to me. I was a little fucked up when we went to see The Force Awakens the first time, and I 
bald at that point. I don't know why. There's certain things in that movie that turned me into a fucking <laughs> quivering infant. And for some reason, that one specifically, when she's like, Luke Skywalker, I thought he was a myth. I lost it. I lost it. It was rough, man. That first What viewing, I want to know is how she heard all these stories when was, she was out there pretty much by herself in like a what i mean like a little downed fighter jet that she was just sitting in and camped out in how she heard all these stories like she heard of the millennium falcon i feel oh, it does yeah, because exist. what happened in that you know? war was like insane i feel yeah, like, like everyone across the stories, galaxy yeah the stories came out everybody knew about it yeah so. i think it, it's it's history it's just it's just like we hear stories about what happened in the invasion Spartacus. of Normandy. Or Spartacus. Air- <laughs> 82nd Airborne Spartacus. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, there was Spartacus and there was Crixus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, is there anything that you guys on subsequent viewings have really uh, latched on to? The surprise in her face when she snatches that um, oh. lightsaber away from Kylo Ren. Yeah. It's like surprise and realization at the same time. Like, but, oh shit, I just did this. Now I got to fight this guy. And like I'm just as strong as you are, like. Yep. Um and for me, I've watched it an ungodly amount of time since it's come out on Blu-ray. So there are some little things here and there. I talked about it last week. There's this shot when BB-8 There's fucking fighter jets coming in the outside. Um, fucking BB-8 reaches out with his little mechanical arm to pull the sheet off of R2. That shot of that, uh, for some reason, I dig that little (laughs) mechanical. The only purpose it serves is to remove tarps, as far as I can tell. Um, and it just, uh, it's little stuff like that. Oh, you, I know exactly. I've got it right now. The thing I've latched onto is there's this point where they're all around the battle table and they're talking about how they're going to attack star killer base and han solo goes well how do we blow it up there's always a way to blow it up and princess leia goes han's right and han makes this face like holy fucking shit she just said i'm women right do not agree with oh men. i was just about to she, say the reason i like that part be- so much is because that's what i would do if jesse said halls is right like i know the feeling han's got right there like <laughs> holy shit she just said i was right Fucking Xbox record that. (laughs) See? Like, that's not something you would have gotten when you were 14. Oh, no. No. See what I mean? Like, that's, that's why you're, that's why you're appreciating movies on a different level. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's why things hit you certain ways when you're a kid. The other night we were, last night we were watching A New Hope and they're going to, you know, get on the Millennium Falcon. And, you know, the classic line when Leia's like, um, you came in that thing? You're braver than I thought. And Han just goes, Nice, nice. I I identify with that more than I ever did before. It's like nice, cute. Get the fuck on. Like. Come on, I'm trying to save your ass. Come on, stop talking shit about me for one second and let me save you. I'm here to help, not to be to talk shit to. <laughs> but it was good. It was punchy. It was awesome. Oh no, I I dig it. All right. Well, I think that does it for uh, emails this week. Um. Oh, whoa, whoa, no, hold up. No. Did we get to Evans? We, got we sure didn't. I'm That's, fucking... And just okay. one last note on that. Shout out to the Clone uh, the Clone Wars Cartoon Network series. I really like that, too. It was so great. And for it to not to be canon anymore is sad, but I understand why. It's just a great series. Nice. Good to hear from you, Joe. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Evan. 
Hey guys, just wanted to say I'm looking forward to coming on to the show, and I'm uh, even more excited to hear Hawes' Star Wars fan fiction. Although don't feel too bad, Hawes, because I wrote and drew some embarrassing comics when I was a young kid taking place after Return of the Jedi. I have them hidden deep in my closet. So mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. uh, so I have a yes-no game for you guys this week. I like these. I like when Evan does these yes-no games. Do you know the yes-no game, uh, Goose? Evan's uh, going to ask yeah. us a question, and no. we just – all we can do <laughs> – yeah, no. All we can do is answer yes or no, although it typically devolves into some discussion. So that's all. Yeah, y'all, y'all do not follow his rules at all. <laughs> no, y'all, yeah, I was going to say, the one time I listened to it, like I remember how I was going to be like, yes, and then, blah, blah, and then going on <laughs> – well, let's see if we can stick let's to the do this. Rules real quick. Oh, Since there are four of us, anybody starts talking, four okay. of us have to answer yes and no before anybody okay. else can say anything else. How well, about that? Okay. I, do, you wanna, do you want to do just clean yes nos? Yes. There's several questions. Let's, let's do clean yes nos. Before I can comment, questions. we can go question by question. <laughs> okay. Let's just uh, question by qu- first question. All of us yes no, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right, question number one. Palpatine sensed Anakin coming to him in episode three, and he actually threw the duel with Windu to help with the manipulation of Anakin. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Goose? Uh, Hell yeah. Cool. All right. I, I actually don't have anything to say anymore on that. All right, number two. George Lucas will be involved with Star Wars again someday. Even if it's even in its smallest capacity possible, no, no, I'd have to say no. Um, I'm have to agree. I mean, who knows? Maybe like they'll bring him for like a victory lap, you know, like well, executive. Maybe producer he'll stand in as an like, alien. Well, you well, know, like, you know, like if they ever get the live action episode uh, TV show off the ground. Who's maybe, to say maybe yeah, they won't let him like direct an episode, an episode of that? Executive producer, I like, him, yeah. Like, yeah, I could see them giving him a, a tiny little bit to if do. he's even interested. Yeah, yeah. You know. if he wants to, he right. maybe so. Maybe may like enjoying fucking, his money. Yeah, yeah. yeah he may just he's hey, fucking hey, wiping his Duke with away. fucking hundred dollar bills right now. Hey, his name still shows up at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I mean it's his world, it's his universe. So he's still in it. Um. Next question. If the prequels had the same story and the same actors slash acting, but had the benefits of today's visual effects, they wouldn't be as hated by the public. No. That, no. This se- I would say no. Sorry. You would eliminate a lot of the complaints about CGI because what George Lucas tried to do with those prequels was so envelope pushing as far as technology and CGI goes that fucking... 17 years after The Phantom Menace, the CGI is so much more advanced that you would have fewer complaints about it being too CGI. We made it to the third question without a digression, by the way. Right. Not bad. Not Not bad. Not bad. I'm saying this because you never hear anybody bitch about the CG in a fucking Marvel movie. And and they're fucking lousy with CG. I was just going to say, of all the complaints of the prequels, the CG is not really the one that soured people the most. Uh, well, it depends on who you talk to. There is a lot of CG hate, and that's the whole reason with The Force Awakens, while they were like, everything's practical. It wasn't. There was a shit ton of CG in there and green screens, and not a single one of those fucking X-Wings or Millennium Falcons or TIE Fighters were real models. They were fucking done they in a computer. They weren't through space, neither. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's so. what I didn't like about the digital re-releases of the original movies, though, was like the fact that they added Jabba. 
CGI. Yeah, I know and it looked terrible to yeah, me. That's, I thought it was so it's stupid. Wild like it just took me out of it immediately. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Let's not go there. But whatever. What we got on number four? Number four. Luke and Leia will re- reunite on screen in either episode eight or nine. Uh, for sure. I'm yeah, they yeah. gotta Definitely. give us something, right? Yeah, a, the question is, will they yes. will they have a questionable kiss, like they did in A New Hope? I can, no, I, can I, I think Han Solo. Not. I think they stumped out the incest. <laughs> I think we can file that one down. Post, post sweet kiss. They're acting like they're from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Woo pig. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Roll tide, I, I so. think they will definitely. Uh, definitely reunite. Probably so yeah. episode eight, if I had to guess. Question: We, we got Leia and Han, mm-hmm. but no Han Luke, which sucks. But so they've got to give us Luke Leia. I think so. Question number five. Li- oh, I'm sorry, Goose. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll say something later. Uh, Poe's role by the end of this trilogy will be the leader of the Resistance, replacing Leia. I could see that. Yeah, he's yes. definitely going to have a growing role. I think possible, uh, but I say no. Still, no. I think no. I think he will. I, I think I you, yeah. because for all intensive purposes, he's the character most tied to the resistance at this point. He's got a vested in- interest in the resistance. He's proven himself in leading the attack against Starkiller Base. He found the map to Luke Skywalker. Like I think. They're setting him up. He's got great one-liners, and he's handsome. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It makes the most sense, but all of these traits make him still a good field agent. Like, I feel like he's still a hero. Like, he's still got things oh, yeah. to go do and get well, done. I like, mean, Leia making was him the leader at base is kind of a well, waste of that. Leia was one of the leaders of the Rebellion, and she totally. went, still went out and kicked ass. I mean, fair enough. That doesn't mean just so because he's the leader. Yeah. Just because you're the leader of a movement doesn't mean you can't go out and whip ass. That you just got to sit around maps and be like, attack here, attack there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he may not be the grand, like, total leader of He's everything. He's not going to be the new Mon Mothma. He may be, like, the fleet commander or something. Yeah, yeah. an admiral you know, like or some a, yeah, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. Fucking Admiral well, Dameron? Marshal General or some shit like that. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> to reiterate on what Halls just said, you know, he he com- he has all this cool stuff. But in the in the movie, uh, when they're talking about blowing up Star Killer Blade, Star Killer Base, uh, he is the one that said, "Okay, this is what we got to do. Let's go do it. Break." He's the one that you know, mm-hmm. break. You know, rally on me. So, yeah, yeah. He's he, the one that broke it. I mean, and Leia didn't have nothing to say after that. So, I mean, he's the one that broke it up and got everybody into gear. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, they that, all that's kind of looked them. like a grooming to me. Sure. Yeah. What's up next on the list? Number six, the next Battlefront game will contain a single-player story and prequel content. Uh, Hopefully, yes. Yes on a single-player story, maybe on prequel content. I doubt it, man. It's going to need some kind of single-player content. This is the thing. We've seen this. You come out with your first game, Titanfall. Yeah. No single-player. You come out with a sequel, Mm single-player. I think there will be. Honestly, the only reason I think single player was nixed from the game was because of a, sm- a shorter development cycle. They put that game out pretty quickly after they got the Star Wars license, all things considered. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I say a single pre- player campaign. Yeah, is I think so. pretty likely. I would think almost that it would uh, air more to the side of sequel trilogy content than prequel because 
But the next time we get another Battlefront, we'll be deep into the sequel Very trilogy. So. Yeah, they're, they're, and they they're didn't do have, anything with that this time. They'll have a mine of mm-hmm. information and yeah. yeah, tons of new stuff to choose from. Yeah, that's what I think. And question number seven. By the time it's all said and done, the Han Solo standalone will be a regret by Lucasfilm. I don't believe that. No. No. Will be a what? Regret. Regret? No regret. No. You know, I did hear recently that they're struggling to yes find no. their, their guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're the, like, I guess I know that Johnny Grasso isn't going to like to hear it, but I don't think your boy has stepped up and grabbed really... the brass ring, son. No. Just hasn't quite, quite done it. I think um, if there's a spinoff that they could fuck up, it's Han Solo. Yeah, and and when I mean fuck up, in the eyes of the fans, I know I've said a million times I do not envy the casting directors or whatever on that movie. You're right. trying to recast Harrison Ford. That's tough to do. One of the most beloved Star he's Wars iconic. characters, he's heroes in general. Actor. Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, That's like, yeah he's just is, is Jack Ryan. Like yeah, so. Jack Ryan. <clears throat> If they get the casting right, I say no, they don't regret it. Because then they got a guy that can play Han Solo for as long as he wants to, basically. They could do all they could do a trilogy of Han Solo movies. They fuck up the casting and people don't respond. Yes, I bet you they do regret it. I just well, can't they imagine they, that. Hmm? They uh they also uh you know, double O seven, you can look at double O seven, you have some great uh seven agents. It's absolutely and true. You have you have the great ones, uh, Sean Connery, and then everybody said they messed up putting Daniel Craig in there. I think somebody was wrong on that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think he did yeah. pretty I thought well. He was okay, an okay choice. I, that is that is very interesting though. Like you you do look at the past. I, I enjoyed like the Roger Moore, James Bonds. He yeah. wasn't the best, but like you know, of course, no. Sean Connery was great. Right. But then um, what was his name? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. He and was kind of a flop. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce also. Brosnan was perfect for it. Like so, I, I, I really feel like you're not going to do better. Than this him. is a little different though because I don't, I don't no, know how it is, it's different. It is different, but it is. It, it's it is different. No, it's but different. I mean, the archetype of that character is what we're talking about here. Oh right? yeah. Well, I see more. Uh, to me, Indiana Jones is almost more apt for James Bond recasting. And you can just yeah, pet, just you what know if what I'm saying. Just recast him at, at any age, really. Like, you just, know, yeah, it's not Harrison Ford. It's going to be Daniel Craig or whoever, you right? Taron Edgerton or whatever, right? I mean, it's just it's hard to say. I don't really know. If people can open their mind and if it's a fun experience, then it'll be great. Yeah, like, and they got to nail the tone of the movie. Disney cannot afford to fuck this up, like. You are cashing your money chip right now, and you can't flop one. Like, yeah, that's why I was surprised to see them go with a Han Solo movie spinoff movie so quickly. Yeah, because that's they fucking really, risky. They should really maybe think about I'm that. I'm telling you, man, I got this feeling they're gonna try to reboot. They'll start with the Han Solo movie, and then yeah, you've talked about. I don't, I don't see that. No, either. I don't see. They haven't rebooted Bond. They haven't rebooted. Yeah. All I know these it things. doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. Did you guys hear that? Um, Somebody, a filmmaker in Japan, is is remaking Unforgiven as a samurai film. Oh my God! Now you got me interested in it. Uh, Cowboys, uh, no, thank you. Samurai. Yeah. Well, I loved. I, I know, loved Unforgiven. I know. Hey, hey look. I don't like westerns, oh, yeah. but I like Unforgiven. It's on Netflix right now. I'm, uh, I enjoy. I enjoy westerns. <laughs> but but Unforgiven is is a great movie, whether you're into westerns or not. And I'm, go I, I'm really curious it. to see it. Yeah, as it's a, a, samurai a film. general good movie. Yeah. All right. 
What do we got up next on the list, Sir William? On the list. Since we've all been knighted this evening, apparently. That's right, yeah. Prince Harry. Harry, if you're listening. Harry. Please, please let me be Sir Payne. That'd be awesome. Sir Payne. Sir Payne of Goose. <laughs> Uh, Empire Strikes Back will never be unseated as the best Star Wars movie of all time. Yes. 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 Emphatically. Yes. Yes. Emphatically. Uh, I'm going to have to say no. Look, I'm glad I'm going last. I'm going to have to say no. And you know me. Oh, my God. You know that Empire Strikes Back is not just my favorite Star Wars. You think they're going to make you a new Empire? This is fine. It's clinically proven. You are a different to me. Like... I would say, of of people my age group, I would say ninety five percent of of people are not going to be swayed of that. This is the thing. That's what that's the unfortunate thing, Steve. We're getting older. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm like saying? You, that's we, that's there's the direction I was going. I'm on Twitter every day, and I see all kinds of people that are like, "No, Empire's not my favorite. Such and such is my favorite." One day after we die out, there's a good possibility that Empire will be viewed as like how we view really old movies that are right. like, eh, like, it's good, but it's kind of cheesy. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I fucking hate Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Gone with the Wind and Grease are my two least favorite movies of all time. Fair enough. Yeah. But they were probably at the time hot. Like, oh, they were know? hot fire. Yeah, right? Like, hot garbage pizza is more like it. <laughs> hot garbage. garbage pizza. So I'm saying... Will it? Will there be anything that replaces Empire for me as the best Star Wars movie? It'd be tough. The problem with me is every time a new Star Wars movie comes out, I get so fucking bonered up that I'm like, "That's the best one they've ever done." Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you, you get swept up in it a little bit, which which is fine. Like I, I like that, but I just in retrospect, you'll be able to look back on it and really right objectively decide. I'm, I'm already at that point with the Force Awakens. I, right. you know. Yeah. I still love it, but it's not as good as Empire. Thank you. In that's, my mind. Yes, yes. In my that's, mind. That's what I mean. You know, our buddy Vader Nick is fucking throwing shit at his, his radio right now. Because yeah. he hates Empire. Oh, I know, but he... he Whatever, also... Vader Nick's favorite Star Wars movie is the last one that he watched. That's true. And that's kind of the way I am, too, to be completely honest. Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, like, I'm just not... And I, I really enjoyed The Force Awakens. I loved it. No, great movie. I would say I enjoyed it better than Return of the Jedi. I'd put it ahead of Jedi. Fair enough. You know, and this is from, uh, y- you know, you know my views on the on on the movies, right? So, but in in terms of, I'd even put it up there with A New Hope, to be honest. Like maybe not ahead of it, but kind of on equal footing. Right. Right. There's a good sense of mystery. Right. I like the characters. It moves, man. That movie moves. Right. I, I'm really curious about Episode Eight. That's going to be... Uh, Here we go. Good segue. Question number nine. Luke will du- dual Snoke in either episode eight or nine. I say no. What do you think, Goose? Do you think we'll see a, a Luke versus Snoke fight at any point? Um, yes. I'm going to have to say yes. I want to say that uh, Luke will fight... Kylo and Snoke and the final duel will be with Snoke because Ray will end up fighting Kylo. So you think our final duel will play out Ray versus Kylo, Luke versus Snoke? 
Yes. You know what? I'm going to say I, yes just because I think you got to give Luke an adversary. And something tells me there might be some history between Luke and Snoke. I don't know why I get that feeling, but just something in my balls, like de- deep down in my testes. Your I get grapes. This, and my grapes. Your grapefruits. Like my grapefruits. I want to say that Snoke has another name that we have seen. Like Every Star Wars fan has seen, heard of, like knows about that is canon. And he is so deformed and he was, quote unquote, forgotten. And he just kind of hid in the shadows and refined his, refined his power. And he became... Uh, the dude that we see today, I want to say that you know, in in some like like you said, Hall, in something that uh, Luke has ran into Snoke mm-hmm. as a dark Jedi, or you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say a Sith because uh, I don't remember how much. I don't know how far they're going to go back with canon on on the actual Sith. This is the thing. But, Before the movie came out, and once again, who knows how much you can believe when they're talking the magazines and they're trying to keep secrets. But J.J. Abrams did say that Snoke is a completely new character. So to me, that rules out being some anybody we've ever seen in any movie or heard about. However, that doesn't mean he wasn't there shortly after Return of the Jedi, influencing and fucking... Like, I think if Luke and Snoke had, had run-ins, it was in that 30-year gap in between Jedi and The Force Awakens. That's what I think. Oh, shit. Do you think they'll make him like a deformed Inquisitor or like someone that was power jockeying at the same time as Palpatine? And they could. Like the that's that's a good point. That, I mean, that or, is an excellent point. Or, you know, Palpatine may have had, you know, like he was talking to somebody else besides Vader. Who's to say? I mean, he had a side chick. He, 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 yeah, he had a side chick. I mean, he, well, he, broke, he broke a lot of the, I mean... In several iterations, not iterations, but um, he's had Asajj Ventress kind of working on the side, and he right. still had an apprentice. Yeah. I mean, he, he is not afraid to bend the rules. He's got a, a whole group of Inquisitors and Rebels. That are what he considers apprentices. Sort of. I don't think they're fully powered. You know what I mean? I always get the feeling that he doesn't give them he's all keeping the, them weak. Yeah. So they don't try to rise up or something. Right. Is that the last bit? Is that the last from Evan? Uh, the last from Evan is, and finally, the number of Jedi in the galaxy will finally be more than two by the end of this trilogy. AKA, we will, uh, we will one day see the Geonosis battle amount uh, on the screen without it being a prequel to the current events. So what he's asking is, do we think we'll see a Jedi Order reborn in sort of the yes. numbers that we saw in the uh, prequel trilogy? Is he saying by the Not end of this numbers. trilogy? By the end of this trilogy. There will be more no. than two Jedi. I will say no, but if there is a sequel trilogy, I think, honestly, I kind of think this movie may end on sort of a, or this trilogy may end sort of on a Return of the Jedi sort of spin where the hope of a reborn Jedi order is out there. You know what I mean? With Rey as its head, maybe even Luke is like the grand Jedi master or something. If there's a, well, a sequel, sequel trilogy, I, that's when I could see us getting an army of Jedi or a reborn full Jedi order. Right. More than two, I would say yes. Now being a full blown, like, Jedi Order? No, I I want I want to I, I keep up in high hopes that there's more than 
than Luke and now Ray. Right. Uh, I, I want to say that there there has to be somebody else in hiding. Uh, just just because there's there's still uh, like dark Jedi. I mean, there has to. I still want to believe that there's more than one uh, than just Luke, and somebody else has to come out. I got you. What do you think, Steve? Do you think we'll see a Jedi Order reborn with more than just two Jedi bef- by the end of this trilogy? Mm. <sighs> I don't know. More than two? We're assuming Luke and, and Ray. And Ray. Uh, I'll tell you after I see Episode Eight. <laughs> oh, because as of right now, there's no characters that would lead me to believe yes. Right. I don't think Finn is force sensitive. You know. No, for sure not. Um. So. That's you know, his role. Maybe that's going to be part of the storyline of the next two movies is them having to amass more force users to take on the First Order. I don't know, though. To me, they kind of seem like they're trying to go back to the era of the original trilogy where Jedi and having Jedi power seems special and mm-hmm. unique and there's and there's not a lot of it around. So that makes the people that are force sensitive more special you see what i'm saying in the prequels when you have a bunch of jedi while it's badass and i love i like look if if it was a i've said this before if it was a two-hour movie of just armies of jedi versus armies of dark jedi sign me up braveheart with jedi and dark jedi on the other end oh my god sign me up you know i i want to see that that's what i always wanted to see in the prequels as a kid before they came out and we got a little bit of that but not exactly in the way as a kid that I thought we would get, you know, you know, I, what I would really like is to see a band of Jedi, like a team, like Samurai seven. Yeah. If we can get like a four on four or like a five on five, I would love to see that just a sweeping landscape, like panoramic shot of, you know, two sets of two, just going at it equally matched, different fighting styles. It, uh, It would turn me on. Well, thanks for writing in, Evan. I think you uh, spurred on some good conversation Absolutely. this week. Absolutely. Thank you for the email. Hey, uh, correct me. Like, at the beginning of New Hope, there was, when when New Hope first came on, there was what we knew about two, two Jedi. But they were looking for, I mean, they knew where Luke was, and they found him. But it was pretty much just Yoda and uh, Kenobi, right? And then right, Luke, yeah. they where he was sensitive to the force, well, of course, because of who his father was, and they taught him how to use the force. We have all we've already saw well in uh, like the, the the I think it was deleted scenes or something. Maz Kanata pulling down rocks. Yeah, they didn't they didn't include now, that, but we no, they, we know it was in there at some point that she did have force powers. Okay, so. Somebody like that that is force sensitive that can has the ability to adapt and use the force, they would become a Jedi. So I would say it's 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 pretty easy for them to be force sensitive and then become a Jedi in, in that regard. So there has to be that's the reason I say there has to be somebody else out there. Obviously not as powerful as a full on Jedi or hell even a youngling that you know that's taught. Right at a young age to use, but at an older age. I think that's what they go for because I think the fear is finding someone that's Force-sensitive of older age and showing them the power that you can have is a greater temptation towards the dark side. 
They're less easily molded. Yeah. I mean, the Jedi are a little fucked up in that they get young kids and then mold them to their way of life. But it's yeah. for the it's, greater good. It's but, a safety precaution versus right. the subversion to the dark side. Um, and I think that's an interesting point you bring up, Goose, because I wonder if <clears throat> part of the way Maz Kanata's story progresses in the next two movies is that she does, because she doesn't seem to align herself with the Jedi. She she's she knows the Force, but she's not a Jedi. I wonder if she will err more towards the side of the Jedi once the shit really starts going down. Because... Look, I'm telling you right now, the Resistance is probably not going to win in Episode Eight. That is the whole purpose of the middle movie. Is that is when your heroes you follow the form. It's when it's take it up the butt. It's when it's you have to hit your lowest low. The situation has to be its most dire for the ray of sunshine to mean anything in the third. All right. Well, what about the what the Church of the Force or whatever? I mean, yeah, they, they weren't force sensitive. They were like. If we knew Jedi and we wanted to worship Jedi because we thought they were badass and what they were and we're down with what their beliefs, but we didn't have their powers. They were just people that admired the Jedi way, believed in the light side. As far as I know, they weren't uh, force sensitive. And yeah. honestly, I don't think that's something we're going to hear much more about. They're probably like monks. Yeah. Like monks, uh, students. I'm sure it was a you monastic. Know? Monk, monks are pretty badass, though. Yeah, yeah. I had some awesome force kung fu. Yeah, hey, <clears throat> I'm down. <laughs> so, so Goose Buddy, before we wrap up this week, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Hey, Will, come at me, bro. Oh, All right. you what? I've been waiting for this moment, this whole <laughs> fucking podcast. <laughs> so, so Goose is are you? Let me clue you, you guys. I got to look at Goose for this. I'm sorry. You guys hey. heard the email hey, last hello. week. Hey. Goose believes that Emperor Palpatine, and we're going to unfortunately have to try and keep this kind of short, but... Bitch, I made notes. Oh, he did make notes. Um, Goose is of the mind that Emperor Palpatine is the most powerful powerful force user person in the movies thus far. Correct, Goose? Uh, Powerful... Now, hold on. I won't say most powerful force user... Uh, uh-huh. but the most the most powerful period, uh, because he doesn't have a lot of he don't have any rules to follow. He's he's not a dark Jedi. He's not a Jedi. He, he's he's above and beyond what a Jedi can become because of their restraints. Okay, I here mean, here is where I think I got you. Like number one, I still think that Anakin was the most powerful person, Jedi, Sith, whatever. In the universe that we've seen so far. Number two, I think the Jedi are more powerful than the Sith. Now, the reason I say that is because when the Emperor and Yoda are fighting in, I guess, the Senate or wherever it is, he says that even Darth Vader will become more powerful than the both of them. Emperor Palpatine does say that. He says Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us. But that is that is prior to Obi Wan Kenobi making this dude a paraplegic and him burning up in fire where he cannot use his entire power. That doesn't he stop his not. powers. Steve is shaking his head. Steve said, that, "Just hey, that only fuels his rage. Say, and when you're a Sith, Goose. your rage and your passion are your power." Goose, are you trying to tell me just because I'm in a wheelchair, I can't be as powerful a Jedi as you? Because that's fucked up. I'm your brother-in-law. <laughs> no, I mean we're getting personal you'd now. To, you, you'd be able to get it, Hoss. I'm, I'm saying he lost the ability to use uh, force lightning, 
which is more of a trait of Sith. Right. He lost that. He lost that ability out and out. Uh, Darth Vader's lightsaber skills were commented to be greater or equal and getting greater than uh, Master Yoda. So I'm gonna have to give him that. But as far as the highest metachlorian count. I, well, I said that also. Uh, they uh, he does have a higher higher metachlorian count, but he was he was held back. He doesn't. I don't think he had the enough man was training so powerful. He got to spend half his life as a Sith and still be able to be a Force ghost on the Jedi side. Goose, this is where I'm coming in at you. The fact that Yoda, Obi Wan, and Anakin can become Force ghosts can pull themselves out of the netherworld and continue to exist after their death and pass on wisdom and pass on wisdom makes them more powerful than the emperor. In fact, in a new hope when Vader and Obi-Wan are fighting right before Vader strikes down Obi-Wan, what does he say? If you strike me down, I'll become more, more powerful, powerful than, than you could possibly than imagine. Could ever imagine. Yes. What he if did say that general uh, Snoke sees <laughs> Force ghosts of Emperor Palpatine. Now, see, this is interesting. This is interesting because until now, we've only been led to believe that's a light side trait. Only the good guys can do it. Now, if if going forward, we see the Emperor can communicate past... Or even like a, an older Sith, Darth Bane. Or, yeah, know, somewhat. Like, We've sort of seen that in the expanded stuff, in the, the comics and, and stuff like that, but it's always through a holocron. It's different. It's never them appearing. It's a recording right. or a, you know, like a... I see, I see. You see what I'm it's saying? It's never the actual force ghost exactly. of a dark side force ghost. It's always a vision or some it's shit like probably, that. You know, it's and, and Yoda even said, you know, he discovered immortality. Qui-Gon Jinn discovered the way to immortality. Right. So I think that makes them more powerful than the Emperor. Plus, All by right. the way, I hate to tell you this, Goose, and I've been thinking about this. The Emperor is an outright pussy. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and this is why I say that. Okay, there's several reasons. Because the Emperor, there's not a bit of fucking bravery in the Emperor's body. He's he a doesn't even have any pride. No, he works from behind. He doesn't take the Jedi on head on. You know what he does? He sneaks around in the shadows and gets them involved in shit they shouldn't be until he can amass an army that he then turns on the Jedi. When Yoda goes to face the Emperor, the Emperor tries to run from him. And Yoda blocks his path. Yoda jumps in his way. The Emperor tries to run from Yoda. And then that, to me, does did try to run. That to me does not a, uh, a brave person make. And look from uh, my point of view, right? Uh, Darth Vader just walked right through that motherfucker's force lightning and threw him down the fucking exactly. shaft, like with like it was. No, there's a reason for that. Making him there's more powerful. But if he's that, if he's the most powerful dude in in the universe, he should be able to. Uh, like Darth Vader was more powerful than the Emperor. He, he was. He was not using. He he was not like I said in the email. He was not using full power against Luke. I mean, no, and no, he I'm definitely, and, he, and seeing how, this, well, Vader also snuck up on him. He was getting, like, tossed around like a rag doll because, I mean, Vader's, like, physically strong. I mean, you're, he's like a, a million-year-old man by this point since he <laughs> aged through, aged through uh, use of the dark side. I mean, he was frail as all get-out, osteoarthritis and shit. And, <laughs> well, 
he he got picked up. I mean, that was like a surprise attack. I believe if he if if he if Emperor true, Palpatine yeah, hit him with full behind. lightning force, I don't he would not be able to walk through it. If you're that strong oh. in the dark side of the force, you should see that coming. Well, see, that's the thing. The Emperor has yeah. a weakness. The Emperor has a very definable weakness. Fatal flaw. It's a fatal flaw. He is so about himself, like he's so prideful. He is. His yes. overconfidence in himself is his uh, his undoing because he thinks that his control over Vader is, is unbreakable. Is unbreakable, and that this this he dude's son is not going to be able to reach to him. Right. So his overconfidence is what gets him killed. I will agree oh, yeah, with Goose. Downfall. That, I will agree that's... with Goose. And one thing: if if you're talking Vader and the Emperor face to face, and Emperor unleashes full force lightning on Vader, Vader's done. That's it shuts down all his systems. I just don't think so because Mace Windu, Mace Windu was able to channel it with a fucking lightsaber yep. and reflect it. Like, oh, that's called that's called possum. He wouldn't he wouldn't but, doing anything neither. But Mace Windu also wasn't in a huge mechanical suit that was keeping him alive that would get shorted out I mean, by the true lightning. Enough. I mean, that's if what kills any Vader. Charge. You know what I'm saying? What kills Vader in the end is the fact that he gets shot, shocked and it shuts down all his shit. <laughs> I just feel like that's more than lightning. I mean, there's more than there's like. Forces, yeah, hate. Know, yeah man, that's like that dark side lightning is it's infused with like it's, hate it's, and shit. Oh yeah, it's a lot. Oh yeah, now intense. it's a hate fuck. Yeah, let, let me let me go back to let me go back to the the to the force ghost scenario that y'all have. Okay, um, Emperor Palpatine converted Anakin by telling him, "Hey, you know, I have a way to cheat death." Right. Okay. And he needed Anakin's help to be able to cheat death. Do we know if in in the span of what it, several, I mean, what, 20, 25, 30 years, however old, you know, they were between, you know, episode. Probably about what, 20 years. Three, 20, 20 years. Between three and if four. they did not come up with something like that. We I don't am, know what type of. This is the thing. What I type am, of stuff. That they came up with. I'm telling that's you, one thing he promised. I'm telling you right now, the fact that the whole Sith doctrine is built on lies and deception. There's two possible answers I have to this, or actually three. Well, yes and no. <laughs> okay, so Plagueis did have that power, but he did not show it to Palpatine, and Palpatine never figured it out. I don't think Palpatine ever figured it out because if he did, I don't think he would have been the wrinkled ass old ball sack looking guy you would have you saw I don't in think Return of the Jedi. Palpatine even had a hint of figuring out. I think that was no. all lies and bullshit. Now, there's always the the thought that Plagueis didn't know how to do that. And, and that he, he made that up to get Anakin on his side. Right. You know? And who knows? There was there was a time when there was stuff about that in canon. It's not canon anymore, so why even discuss it? Right. You know what I mean? Right. If we're yeah. talking about what's true and what's current in canon, we don't know for sure that Plagueis even really had that power. And after Vader realizes that Padme's dead, he's like, fuck it. Yeah. So, you know, I if you ha- if I had to guess, they if that, that power was available to Plagueis, they never figured it out. And That's that, what I'm saying. There, I did catch this one part in Return... I mean, Revenge of the Sith, where... I guess someone said it, but it, it seemed that Anakin had become the um, the Sith Lord Emperor's new apprentice after Darth Tyrannus, uh, Count Dooku. Right. So I, I never had thought about it like that, but 
I mean, I, that's an interesting been, perception. He's instantly the next. Right. He starts working on him way before that, but as soon that's, as that's Dooku's the opening dead, scene. Like. Well, I mean, back as far as Attack of the Clones well, and throughout I mean, I, the Clone Wars, he's working on him. Right. So. But at, uh, I never put it together that that was him becoming the next Sith apprentice was when he kills Dooku. But yeah. that's exactly what that is. Yes. Uh, now, with the fight that you were talking about, Will, with uh, Emperor Palpatine and Yoda. And also, Yoda takes a fall in that. Like, they, there's a draw. Like, there's a point where Palpatine throws lightning. Yoda's catching that shit. And he's, like, totally holding his own. By the way, that fight's a draw, Goose. And then they repulse on each other, and Yoda takes a significant fall that Palpatine does not. And that's a poor little old green man, man. That fall probably hurt, like, no matter how strong you are in the force. Listen, I'm telling you right now, dislocated a shoulder, man. I know you like to say that the Emperor won that fight. I don't think he did, because at the end of that fight... No, I never said he won it. The Emperor is hanging off of a, a ledge. Like, he's not in a position of victory. They, it was a draw, that fight, he's at best. He's cackling like an insane man, not because he's winning. Yes. Well, that's because he was high because he just got, you know, Vader is his, period. The Senate is his, that he, he just made the he, Empire. And, you know, I just wanted to mention this, and I, yeah, I don't he, think it has any relevance, but the amount of people they kill, like, I wonder if you, they ride some sort of Sith high, you know, out of slaughtering innocence, like destroying a planet or cleansing the Jedi Temple, like... I wonder if that's a surge of power for the dark side. Guys, we're running a little long in the tooth. My bad. We're going to wrap it up. I think you both brought up some good points. I'm glad I actually got a chance to talk to you. And you know what? We're going to have to. We're going to leave this on a cliffhanger. I feel like there's going to be more discussion. Oh, I I have a feeling this is going to be. I think we're going to contemplate on these points and then uh, have crossfire round two. Yes. So tune in to the next time Goose comes on. For more of this, well, you need to tune, need to tune in to uh, Rogue One because uh, I got some buddies on that one that's going to be on my side. Also, we already know this. Oh shit! That's and you fucked know up, this. You, you're using and my you own. You know this, man? man. You're using my own other <laughs> podcast against me. That's fucked hey, up. I'm not. I'm not the one. That, I'm not the one that brought that up. He yeah, did just kind of pimp it up. in the same breath. Well, anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. I want to thank both of our guests, Steve Cobra. Thank you so much for having me. I love being on here. I want to thank your band, Stone Cobra, for providing our theme song. Armed and Hammered, April 30th. Check that shit out, bruh. On April 30th, you can pick up their new EP, Armed and Hammered. That's right. At www.stonedcobra.com, where you can also buy their current CD, High and Mighty, for only $5. Do it. Yep, cheap. I want to thank Guys, my brother-in-law. Bargain. Goose. Darth Goose Payne. Sir Goose Payne. Darth Payne. <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Perfect name. After he becomes Sidious knighted. Payne. Sidious Payne. I'm telling you right now, if Goose goes out and gets drunk with Prince Harry and calls me up one day and he's like, Mine! Guess what? <laughs> Your boy just got knighted! <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I'll be like, you didn't call me? I want to get down on one knee and get touched on each sword, shoulder by a sword. <laughs> What have you? Meet I'm the queen. a knight in the servant of England. But Man, anyway. I would get down on both knees if I got knighted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you trying to say you would blow somebody to get knighted? Hey, well, I don't know that that's that's how a that one-time works. occasion. I would be a knight <laughs> forever. The only way Goose is gonna, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that works like that. <laughs> the only way Goose is going to suck a dick is if he can get knighted in the process. <laughs> hey, I would be a sir cocksucker. I mean. You need to come to the dark side. 
<laughs> well, anyway. That'll be your... For Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. I'm Goose Payne. And I'm Steve Cobra. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>